0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you
1: feeling good out there? This is The Rich
2: Eisen Show.
1: All right, all right, all right.
0: Live from The Rich Eisen show studio in Los Angeles.
1: So, is there any truth, of Matthew McConaughey, that Texas is leaving the Big 12 because you knew Dion was coming?
0: Wow. What's the latest? What's happened in the last 12 hours? <laughs> Did the Oregon Water Boy say something? I <laughs> know. Today's
1: guests. Seahawks linebacker, Bobby Wagner. Cowboys head coach, Mike McCarthy. Commander's running back, Brian Robinson. And now,
0: it's Rich Eisen.
1: Ah, yes. What a Friday show we have in store for you. We only have the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys zooming into this program. We only have Bobby Wagner, future Pro Football Hall of Famer, zooming into this program from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., one of the young studs on that commander's team, trying to shock the Buffalo Bills this coming weekend. He's zooming into this program. You should call in eight four four two zero four. rich is the number to dial. We've got phone lines lit right now and some phone lines open for you to chat with us it's a what's more likely Friday I've got my top five games to look forward to there is so much going on in this world we're so excited to be here on the Roku channel or in your ear gate Sirius XM Odyssey this Rich Eisen show terrestrial radio affiliate or our podcast all three hours of this program you can listen to on demand watch it on demand on the Roku channel platform as well good to see you over there christopher brockman how are you sir Rich, what do you say brother dj mikey d is in D's nuts is out because he's got to prepare for something tomorrow night <laughs> jay felly is in his spot how are you jason feller I'm fantastic richard thank you good to see you totally your raiders are taking on the steelers on sunday night yeah. football something to look forward to this weekend as well tj jefferson your head coach mike mccarthy zooming in right in the middle of this program, a Mike McCarthy centerpiece. Yeah. We're excited to have him.
3: What's up, everyone? And I'm a little worried you haven't vetted your questions with me yet, so I, have I don't not know what run you're going to ask. uh uh-huh. So I'm a little nervous. I don't worry about it.
1: I take care of people around here.
3: And I'm hurt from what the news yesterday. You know, like Trayvon Diggs
1: being My out dogs? for the season. Hurt, Where did that come from? Just Stupid out of practice. nowhere. All of a sudden, you start seeing on the old X machine that uh, Trayvon Diggs was seen in the. Cowboys locker room with Wearing crutches, using crutches, and then out for the season. Mm. So we'll talk about that with Mike McCarthy, what happened, how it all went down. That's coming up uh, later on in this show. That uh, one of the most talented players in this league is the latest talented players in this league to be out for the season. Rodgers, Nick Chubb, and unfortunately, Trayvon Diggs is now the third boldface name. I know that there have been others that I've suffered season-ending injuries before September is out. We'll talk about that with Mike McCarthy later on.
3: Shaq Thompson being one, Let's to. just
1: jump right yeah. into it. Let's just jump directly into it. The San Francisco 49ers were my pick to win the Super Bowl this year. I have them beating the Chiefs in a rematch of the Super Bowl a few years ago and a reversal of fortunes for both franchises. And I have, despite your disappointment or chagrin, TJ Jefferson the rest of Cowboys Nation, I have pl- kept the San Francisco 49ers atop my power rankings list that you can check out on our YouTube page, again, you on the Roku channel feed as well for our video on demand service. It's there. And the reason why I like the 49ers more than anybody else and still is because of the playmakers all over the lot. McCaffrey. And Kittle and Debo, we saw all three of them last night. Nick Bosa, this just into the New York Giants showing, putting it on tape for the rest of the league to see. Block Nick Bosa. Like every, every time he's on the field. Don't let him in on your quarterback. The defense as well. Steve Wilkes, you saw a lot of the close-ups of him up in the booth on the Prime Video broadcast last night doing what Robert Sala did to hand off to D'Amico Ryans, who's now handed it off to Steve Wilkes. Let these guys hunt. Let these guys buzz around the field. Let these guys do their thing. They now have a couple of Michigan Wolverines. At one point last night, uh, I have to mention, showing my maize and blue pride, the score was Michigan 10 Giants 3. Because Ronnie Bell... Caught a touchdown pass, nice leading to an extra point for a uh, kicker who hasn't missed a field goal yet this year after having a rough uh, summer, Jake Moody. So it was Michigan 10 Giants 3 at one Moody. point last night. Yeah. Moody Moody can kick, uh, can kick field goals. So they've got him all over the lot. And now <laughs> there is another playmaker to discuss, even though you don't want to believe it. His name's Brock Purdy. This guy can make... Plays. You know, everybody looks at him and thinks he's just a game manager kid, last pick in the draft from Iowa State. He's just one of those kids that just all shucks his way and just rolls the footballs out to all of his playmakers. And he's just, he's just a guy. Just to keep overlooking him. Niners fans would love you to keep overlooking him. He had last night a night. And he missed 12 passes, a couple of them he would want back because he got lucky. One missed pass, uh, George Kittle played defense on first and then, quarter. And
0: then celebrated after for breaking it up. It, it was a great defensive play <laughs> by was. Kittle.
1: Another one pretty darn lucky. He threw it into traffic to Debo, popped up in the air, and Ronnie Bell caught it. Yep. So I'm not saying he's perfect. He is most certainly not perfect. Nobody is. And I'll even say that about, wait a minute, let me breathe and get this in. Because I know it's tough to say. Even Patrick Mahomes isn't perfect. But what he is, is perfect for this team in this moment. Yeah. Because he is perfect for this team and this moment. And he showed it again last night on behalf of all New York Jets fans. Can we just get half a purdy? and place him inside Zach Wilson as he takes on the Patriots this week. Make the plays. Don't make so many mistakes. Don't make too many mistakes. And last night, again, he made some mistakes. They didn't count against him. Is he lucky for that? Maybe. But he's also good. He's also good. One thing's for sure. Let's say this. He doesn't look like a kid who's struggling to come back from elbow surgery is he that throw he made to Debo Samuel last night to make it a 30 point night that throw he made where he threw it to a guy that yeah separates boy does Debo separate and sometimes he separates defenders from their will But the throw he threw was perfect over Adoree Jackson. Perfect to the outside shoulder of Samuel, who caught it touchdown. That was all she wrote. Kind of felt like it was all she wrote before that anyway, clearly. When you can run it with McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, and you can find Kittle. Last night, Purdy didn't have his, in the first two games, without question... His most productive receiver, Brandon Ayuk, wasn't out there. If they're putting up 30 with that defense, I'm telling you what, this is a major problem for the rest of the National Football League. This is what the head coach had to say about Brock Purdy's performance last night. Roll tape.
2: Some discussion about Brock maybe being a little off, under pressure, but then he puts up his first regular season 300-yard game. He scored 30. Pass for readings, over 111. I guess it's just this is what happens to a quarterback
0: who's expected to win, maybe? Um, probably. I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's your guys' decision, uh, how you guys want to talk about it. And um, and definitely it wasn't his best game, but um, I think Brock played well. I mean, definitely wasn't perfect, missed a couple throws, um, but he also made a couple plays that I didn't think were there. Um, so I was, was definitely happy with him. He's got to be out of his mind.
1: Out of his gourd, he's got to be, because again, you know, it's game three. We're just, we're marathoning. We're not sprinting, right? And anything can happen. Clearly, if there's any organization that knows anything can happen from week to week to change your fortunes, it's the 49ers. But he's got to be out of his skull happy about what's going on. Because again, Purdy doesn't look hurt. Doesn't look like he needs to be managed. He is good. He is getting the ball out fast. He's making accurate throws most of the time. Do you see a couple of those times to McCaffrey last night, how he leads him up the field? He gives McCaffrey ahead of steam. Are you kidding me? Look it up, Chris. I bet you nobody is talking about this kid for most valuable player. Oh, stop. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because, and for good reason, because it's still early, but go ahead and look this up. Because what's part of a metric of somebody's value is not what he costs on the salary cap sheet. And not what he's doing to take heat off. Because if Purdy was struggling, you know who he'd be talking about right now? Sam Darnold. We'd be talking about the kid who we're going to talk about briefly, I'm assuming, with Mike McCarthy later on, Trey Lance. What'd you you do with him? All those draft choices. That's not even a remote whiff of a conversation right now in the Bay Area because of what he's playing. And you take a look, the fact that they can pay Bosa and they pay Debo and they can have the most expensive running back in the National Football League. And they can have that offensive line and they can have all these other guys that they can still pay next year because they don't have to pay Purdy more than eight hundred
0: seventy thousand dollars. I think Al Michaels made more last night. I than saw that Purdy's tweet. Make I all saw year. that tweet. What spot track or yeah. spell track or however you print <laughs> Yeah. He did. Yeah. All right, so I stand corrected. Purdy is at 18 to 1 for MVP, acor- okay. according to DraftKings. Uh, that's better odds than Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Micah Parsons. Christian McCaffrey is 40 to 1. He's tied with Herbert, 18 to 1, like I said, uh, just ahead of Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott, 15 to 1. And I
1: guarantee you this the way that Micah Parsons wins MVP is if he goes and he terrorizes Purdy in week five, and then the Cowboys wind up having a better record than the Niners, and they might lose to him in the playoffs anyway, but that's how because people still can't believe Purdy. I wrote yesterday on Twitter after he found Debo Samuel in the end zone to make it a 30-point night, despite all of the struggles and not having Ayuk. I said Brock Purdy is quite special. The number of experts that then chimed in saying, you don't know the football, you didn't watch the game, he's got all these guys out there, you know, it's all about the scheme, it's about the players, it's about the Giants stinking, all of that stuff, like, A a kid who's standing back there, whose decision making might be uh, ripe for the plucking, because he's so young and green. Like Wink Martindale is a wallflower to try and confuse you and make you make pressure decisions. This is what Purdy. This here's why Purdy doesn't get a lot of the credit either right now, because again, he's young and. Still has only what, what? How many starts has he had in his career right now? It was his eighth regular season I start. I yeah. got it. Understood. This and here's why. Too here's what Purdy had to say after the game. Check it out.
0: Yeah, I mean it's huge. Um, obviously, you want to win every game, but um, you know we have a high standard. We have a, a standard that you know we want to be the best versions of ourselves. And and um, you know so for us, it's sort of like yeah, we win we win the game, which is most important, which is great. Um, but there's stuff out there that we can you know clean up and be, be, and be better at. So. Um, that's the standard that you know we have here and um, you know we have what 14 more games to do that you know to, to be the best versions of ourselves and clean things up so um, we're going to take it one day at a time and but it's huge for us to be you know three and zero and have momentum. Rich, uh,
1: why would you say that soundbite shows why people don't believe in Brock Purdy? Because he said all the things that uh, uh, elite quarterbacks would say, which is, you know, we're taking control and uh, there's a long way to go. And he He sounds like he's got full command. Right. He said nothing (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Uh, It's because you're not watching on the Roku channel because he looks (laughs) like he's going to a class on campus at Iowa State to learn to become a civil engineer who's gonna come to your house and ask if it's okay to date your daughter, that's why. (laughs) He doesn't seem like an assassin to you. Again, I know it's just one game and it's just three games right now, but coming into the season, let's talk about what everyone was wondering. Really, you're gonna give it to this kid after just a handful of starts last year. Really? You're going to give it to this kid because he's coming back from surgery that would knock many pitchers out of Major League Baseball for a long time and he's throwing? Really? You're going to give it to this kid when you had all of those draft choices for Trey Lance to give up? Really? You're going to give it to this kid when Sam Darnold has more experience? Really? You're going to basically say, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. And right now what's not questioned is his arm strength and is his ability to win and just look at the plays he makes. This is why the Niners are really dangerous. Now it can come crashing halt. Oh, there is a lot more football to be played, but it's time to believe it. Cuz we're seeing it. 844 204 Rich number to doll. Let's be fair and balanced. The Seattle Seahawks came up with a stone's win on the road, and they are taking on what appears to be Andy Dalton's Carolina Panthers. Because Bryce Young, in the same way, perfect example, we're talking about oh, Purdy's arm, oh, his experience level, whatever. He's 3-0. and why, why, why can't we just believe what we're seeing? In the same way we're questioning Bryce Young's size and ability to maybe stay healthy in the NFL and start three, he might not answer the bell, and it looks like he's not going to. It's Bobby Wagner versus Andy Dalton matching wits. Because, again, I'll tell you what, when Andy Dalton steps to the line of scrimmage, he is going to be looking for 54 Mm -hmm. and his location. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When the Seattle Seahawks are welcoming them into their midst and then... Speaking of the AFC, the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals welcome in the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's the head coach there, and then Washington hosting Buffalo. That smells like one of my most intriguing matchups of Week Number Three. Brian Robinson Jr. on this program. What's more likely as well? We're all here. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're often running on a football Friday, people. Bobby Wagner of the Seattle Seahawks. When we return. So you understand what I'm saying when I call Purdy most valuable. I obviously don't believe he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL yet. And I don't believe that he is top five even. I wouldn't name him in my top five. But when I say valuable, I mean for this team and truly, I, and I'm not saying this to, to you know start something, Chris. You are 100% I think the resident Rich Eisen show, Kyle Shanahan's skeptic, correct? <laughs> yeah, 100%, okay. 100%. Right. Now, obviously, being a Patriot fan helps with that as well, because you saw firsthand some of his issues and calling plays when games are on the line and things of that nature. Yeah, and you he, feel that there's a, a ceiling that he'll well, hit he, his head on. He really
0: wants to show how smart he is, so he overdoes it when he doesn't have to.
1: Maybe Purdy's going to be the, his, 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 his through line here. Uh, I, I don't know because Maybe. because one thing's for sure. Again, Purdy's value to this team, not just making plays and not just doing what he did last night, part of it is, is his success removes the miss of Lance. There will always be that miss of Lance. There will always be that. Certainly if Lance becomes at some point through his time with Dallas uh, a good quarterback elsewhere, because you know I feel this is Dak's spot, T.J., right? So, no But for the moment, we're not sitting here thinking, boy, what a, what a blown opportunity because he's not there. How do they not see that his arm's not ready yet?
0: I'm kind we're of shocked. That. I'm shocked that he's back healthy and, and playing well. There you go. Because that but was only six months ago. That
1: just shows you his value. And Nick Bosa signs on the dotted line. Because well, he's $870,000. Right,
0: and that's a big point. Another
1: yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. But that's not a metric in value usually. Sure, sure. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, before we get to uh, our friend Bobby Wagner, who looks like he's going to face... Andy Dalton, because Bryce Young just three games into his NFL tenure is going to miss his first NFL start. He got hurt by the Saints, who, I mean, that defense are quarterback wreckers of the first variety. Just ask future first battle Hall of Famer Tom Brady, right? (laughs) How many times did uh, Breeze best Brady in those matchups uh, against Tampa? Yeah. Because the Saints defense was doing its bang thing. And Anthony Richardson is not going to answer the bell either. For the first time in his start, he has yet to finish a game, and now he's going to miss a game. Looking that way, yeah. it's not looking that way. It's it's he is not through concussion protocol. I just got an email okay. from NFL Network, yeah. um, the from the uh, from the from the desk of NFL Network. Yeah, because I saw that he did not practice. Gardner Minshew going to get the start for the Indianapolis Colts in what appears to be. Uh, we're expecting rainy Baltimore, Maryland. So it's going to be Minshew time for the Indianapolis Colts. And so now that's two. C.J. Stroud, man. I know he hasn't won yet.
0: <laughs> but he's looked good. But he's
1: he's been... Well. We, he, he winged it around he's, last week. He's, he's thrown it all
0: over the yard. Houston's at Jacksonville. Tough game. Sneaky. You think? Sneaky. That's sneaky. Meaning... Jacksonville might... You uh, on upset alert, man. I don't know. Jacksonville. Hasn't impressed me much, Well, actually. what they
1: did is they, they, they won a game, division game on the road. Uh, you know, I think we have a drop there uh, for Tomlin talking about winning, uh, not, not apologizing for wins that I think yep. might actually apply. No We're pic- not going to apologize for winning. Yeah, yeah No sure. pictures
0: in the scorecard. That's totally, right. Totally so it, they but... win that one.
1: And then Kansas City, you know,
0: they... They, they can get in the end zone. Of,
1: we might learn that the unit that's going to carry Kansas City through the first month plus as Kelsey gets more of his seed legs under him and the rest of that offense either learns to catch the ball or get themselves open for Mahomes. Uh, We'll find out that that defense is pretty darn stout. But Anthony Richardson not answering the bell this week because his bell did get rung while scoring the touchdown and uh, the concussion protocol doing its thing. Making sure that a kid who gets concussed, if he's not ready to come back, he is not allowed back. So that's the news as we now lead to our friend, our, I can say these things, future Pro Football Hall of Famer. He is that. It is always great to see our friend, Bobby Wagner. Good to see you, Bobby.
2: Great to see you, too. How are you
1: doing? I'm good. Where
2: do I find you in? It's an interesting room that you're in right here.
1: What what, what, is it?
2: Uh, Seahawks. Um, media room. They were very excited that this is one of the first conversations oh. we get to have. Wait a minute. Are we breaking in the first con- one of the first conversations
1: in the new media room set up for exactly these things for the Seattle Seahawks, Bobby?
2: Is that what we I think so. I'm going to go ahead and say yes to that. We're planting a fl- I, haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody have this background.
1: Okay. Then, then I haven't seen either. That's why I asked, where are you? We're planting. So I was the first guy in the history of NFL network. It's only right that I'm part of the first interview,
2: Bobby, right? This makes sense. It does. I told him we had to, you know, do it on this show.
1: Thank you, Bobby Wagner. I'm planting a flag right now. I like it. Very good. And it's great to see you back with that Seahawk logo on you. Did you think at this point last year that you'd ever wear this logo again?
2: Bobby? Not at all. I thought we were going to be doing shows, you know, for a long time until uh, I decided to retire, but right. know, here we go.
1: So, walk me through, because we haven't spoken uh, since then. How how did the, the bridge get repaired, Bobby, for you?
2: Um, I mean, personally, it was never... Uh, I don't think it was ever broke. Mm-hmm. I think it was more professionally. I didn't... Um, you know, I think it wasn't handled the right way, but personally, we was always cool, and so... Um, you know, when everything kind of went down with the Rams and, you know, there was an opportunity for me to come back, you know, it just made sense.
1: And I'm sure it made sense the minute you started walking around town, right? I mean, people must've been flocking up to you right away to just say, welcome back, welcome home. Right, Bob? Oh
2: uh, yeah, it definitely, they definitely was very, very welcoming throughout the city. Um, and it was even before that, you know, when I was kind of um, floating around, they were kind of saying like, so when are you coming back? Um, so uh, I felt the love from the city, obviously my teammates um pushed for me to come back and so uh that's a dope feeling, okay, so when was the last time you paid for a meal in Seattle let's be honest let's be let's be straight up here bye i I still pay for a meal cause I think you know when people do a service people do a service they should get paid for it you very know good
1: I, mean? I appreciate that no i i I do appreciate that, but you've had you've had stuff sent to tables right I mean people send stuff over to you all the time that must happen for you i've Bobby. I've had
2: yeah, I've had some stuff, or uh, you know, appetizers. I'll take some appetizers.
1: Okay, very good. Well, I'm just it, it is again speaking on behalf of all the twelves of uh, who I know and friends to see you back, and then it's just great to see you wearing that number right in the middle of it. What was that first game? I know it didn't work out well against the Rams on the scoreboard, but coming out of the tunnel for the first time, what was that like for you?
2: Bob? Uh it was amazing. Um, that I think I uh I think we ran out in the preseason. And you know we didn't have all the fans there yet, and it was nuts. So that first game, um, it was probably one of the loudest cheers I've ever ever received, ever got um, from just everybody. Even the you know my teammates. Um, it was really cool to kind of run out and kind of be back in the flow of things and be back in this experience. Um, you know, Lumen Field again, and I um, think I've said this before, but you know my my last play before um, I left it around wasn't a pleasant one. And so, uh, you know, to be in a position to, to write that uh, is a blessing.
1: Well, speaking of writing things, the team um, after week one, going into week two and doing what you guys did in Detroit, what was that lead up to that game like for you in that building, Bobby?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of disappointment from, you know, how we handled that game. Um, you know, we definitely felt like we didn't play our best ball against the Rams. And so, um, you know, we were going into playing a a very, very hot team, a team that just beat the defending champions, um, at their place. And they were coming in for their home opener and, um, you know, we just had to make sure everybody was right and understanding what task at hand and, and, um, you know, it's a long season.
1: And obviously Gino was there, you know, before you left and now you return and Gino is the man. As the quarterback of this team, what what is different about him now that you've been around him as the starter, Bobby? Anything at all? Um,
2: not necessarily. Honestly, because um, before I left, uh, I, I used to say it a lot. But you know, you you watch him prepare. You would have thought that he was the starting quarterback, just the way that he prepared. Um, it's just you know on Sundays, um, it was Russ's job. So I think that was the difference. Was you know, I think the preparation was the same, but you know, he got the opportunity to actually play and show um, you know, what he was about. And, you know, the stuff was kind of catered towards, you know, the things that he likes, the things that he wants to throw, the things that he wants to do within the offense. So I would say that's probably the difference is the the um offense was catered around what um you know he he wants to do and what's good for the team and just his command of the um the offense, command of the huddle, the way he carries himself throughout the building. Um it's contagious.
1: And uh Pete is the same, right? He hasn't changed a lick, Bobby at all. Yeah, or maybe a few more
2: gray hairs, but outside of that, he's, he's a
1: person. well I saw him uh it looked like he was running a West Coast offense during uh, the summer. I saw him uh out there rolling to his right, fine you know, throwing in the end zone. I saw all those videos, Bobby. What'd you think? Yeah,
2: so they, they so they put these clip out right and mm-hmm. they show all his good plays, but they don't show none of the other plays that happened. Like what? Um, like what, interceptions and you many, know drop balls and stuff. So after they put that clip out, I think he threw like fourteen interceptions. <laughs> the same time he came out Did there. you so, get
1: him once, Bobby? Did you get yeah, him? Did you get him once? Sure. Did
2: you pick him once? For sure, for <gasps> sure. You know he was sending blitzes and too like He was running, but we he's not gonna run after uh, you know Russ faster and us. That's
1: what I was about to say. You know, again, it was it was fun to see him rolling out and stuff like that and. You know, uh, but you're a prideful man. Even those mirthful videos, you don't want that to be splashed onto the defense, right? At all.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it was just all funny game. It was it was funny. Um you <laughs> know, he does it. He's been doing it for <laughs> eleven, twelve years since I've been here. So it's every friday he comes out and he um you know he likes to throw the ball around move around a little bit and it's, it's fun
1: so you've been around some teams uh, obviously for the seahawks who have won it all who have gone deep in the playoffs what what do you sense about this one right now i know it's just 2 weeks in but there's a lot of talented kids and um and obviously what you guys just did in detroit uh shows the depth of what you saw last year from this team uh inside the heartbeat still beats pretty darn strong bobby what do you what do you make of that
2: yeah, I feel really good. I mean, I think, um, like I said, the first game didn't go the way we wanted to, but um, we definitely had a, a good game against Detroit, and it's trying to find a way to capture that um, energy, capture that style of play every single game. And I think that's what we're learning how to do, but I definitely feel like we got the guys that care, um, the guys that want to get that done, and it's a, it's a good group of guys to be a part of. Bobby Wagner here. A few more minutes left with the... Future pro
1: football hall of famer here on the Rich Eisen show. How has the game changed since you came out of college, Bobby? What do you got for me on that one?
2: Um, college, different. I mean, when I first got in the league, they were, they were um, using fullbacks more. Um, I think gradually they, uh, they stopped using fullbacks. Now they're, you know, they started using tight ends as fullbacks, but I think it's all a cycle. It's, it's always like, um, you know, they're, they're running a lot more spread offenses. When I first got in the league, they were doing read zone. Um, you know, I think it was Russ. I think it was um, Luck, RG3, but then you saw those guys kind of getting hit, and you've seen these quarterbacks taking some some pretty good hits on these plays, and so you saw those kind of, you know, fade out, but then they kind of came back, um, but they, don't, they only use them on like third down or, you know, must-have plays, um, but you know, I think you don't find ways to get the the ball in your your guys' hands. And so it's um I would say that that's the biggest difference. Just you see more spread now. You see more um, you know, faster tight ends. I think there was a point in time where they were making they were moving the safeties and having the safeties play linebacker, but um I still think that there's a, a need for um for linebackers that can, you know, handle the run but also be able to handle the pass.
1: Yeah, and it just seems that uh, there's fewer field goals kicked. It seems like everybody's going for it on fourth down. That there's always four down territory, whether it's your own, you know, the uh, the up uh, the opposing forty two or the opposing forty eight, or you know, or it just seems like there's there's a lot of teams that stay out there on the field and test you on fourth down. Do you see that a little bit more,
2: Bobby? Yeah, I mean you have it. You have it on some teams, even like the you know the Lions. You know, we knew that they were going to go go for it on fourth down um, a lot, but. You know the the opposite side of that is if you don't get it, um, you know it puts us in a good field position. And um, you know I think they find their moments, but you know I think it's just a team being aggressive. You know I think I'm I'm for you know teams being aggressive. I think if you know from a fans' perspective, it keeps it interesting. Um, Bobby, you always got something going on. What's going on with you on, off the
1: field? What's happening with you? What do you what do you? I'm told you have a um, a comic
2: book is that is that what you I got? Do going have on? A comic I actually have one right here i'm gonna give okay, one to you okay i'd like to see um, it well hold it up this, this, this is the comic book fast 54 fast 54 yeah you no know, basically tells a nice little story mm-hmm. um you know this this kind of came together um i always try to find unique ways to um you know do things and and um Stroke is something that's been very, very important to me for a long time. My mom had um, several before she passed, and um, I just wanted to find a way to um, provide some help as well as educate people on, you know, what are the signs of stroke. And so um, uh, I partnered with the Seahawks and um, Virginia Mason Franciscan Health to create this comic book, and we're going to be giving them away. We're going to be... Doing stuff within the community um, at different schools. Um, a lot of the information is online. Um, I got it. I think the link is on my um, my IG and, and uh, it's on the Seahawks page as well. And so um, we're looking for people to donate. Um, the fund is in my mom's name. It's called the Finia May Fund, and that's going to provide help for um, recovering victims or recovering patients from that had that had stroke. And uh, we're just trying to find a way to help people that I know are suffering from things that I'm close to and educate young individuals to help see the signs of these things and, you know, kind of turn into a big deal.
1: Yeah. vmfhorg slash Seahawks for you to also check out a video version that you voiced of the the comic book. You're good people, man. That's fun. When
2: they they click on that link, they'll see they'll have a digital copy of the, the um the comic. They'll have a voiceover Mm -hmm. copy of the comic, and then they'll have a place where they can donate uh, money, and that money will go to. Um, you know, helping people get back on their feet. Okay,
1: is it true that the villains in this wear 49er red, Bobby? Is that true in this uh, comic <sighs> book? No,
2: I mean, you know, no, maybe it's you know, 49er red and Rams blue. Okay, you know?
1: Cowboys, Cowboys that they, they have a star on the side or something like that? Is that
2: No star on the side. No star on the side. Okay, you might get charged for that.
1: So uh, yeah. you don't want to do that. I know. Yeah, Jerry Jones is he's he he he, he, he guards the the star very well, and so, you you're gonna see Dallas on a Thursday night. Um, yeah. that, that, back back.
2: I think we were the first team ever to do Thursday and Thursday here.
1: They're going to be doing Thursday and Thursday and guess what? You're going to see Richard Sherman, uh, part of the paparazzi. How about them apples?
2: Yeah, I know. I got to see him uh, last year. He's uh, doing a good job.
1: Yeah, he's, he he is. Is that is that what you want to do when you're done? Bobby, what are you thinking? What's your next no, step? Not, what do you want to do? No.
2: Whenever I'm done, um, I'm definitely trying to own a team, I'm trying to Run some funds and and make some money. All right. What do you, when you say own a team, you're talking about being
1: the lead investor. Being what? What are you talking about here?
2: Walk um, me through. What's it, your vision?
1: Give me your vision. Give me your blueprint right here.
2: Honestly, my my the perfect vision I think would be to be a president mm-hmm. as well as a part owner, whether it's majority or uh, minority. Um, I just want to be a part of that i feel like there's not enough um players not enough representation in that space and i feel like i could be the perfect person to to do that
1: so what would the team look like give me the idea of what a bobby wagner um run team would look like
2: bobby um it'd be full of winners um the culture would be amazing um hope maybe it even have this logo right here you know oh okay
1: all right okay
2: so is that why they let you be the first interview in this
1: room? They're already they're already clearing the decks for own, for management. Is that what's happening?
2: Kind of like you know, they're trying to do that, just planning to see, and I don't even know it's being planned. Okay,
1: so but in, in all seriousness, you know the the ownership of the Seattle Seahawks has been a question about what happens in the future. So you have designs on being part of whatever the next steps are in Seattle, for ownership. Uh,
2: that would be amazing. Um, you know obviously we haven't got that far or even thought about that or had any conversations or anything like that so it's just more of a a dream at this point um watching guys like magic johnson um you know i think that's the person that uh i really watched and learned from how he did business and how he was able to you know leverage the way that he played the game of basketball and how smart he was off the field into um a pretty, pretty dope empire. So I'm hoping to do the same thing. Okay.
1: And so that that's thats your goal for sure. And, you know, uh, clearly uh, anything you put your mind to, you you can achieve it. How much football do you think you want to
2: play, Bobby, from here on out? What's your vision there? Uh, I want to play, you know, as long as I can. I see um, guys like Ray Lewis. I see guys like um, London Fetcher have amazing um, careers, um, and play at a high level well into the later part of their careers. And so um, I think the mindset is take it a year at a time, but at the same time it's, it's understanding what the goal is and what you're trying to accomplish and uh, you know definitely try to bring a couple championships um, to Seattle as well.
1: And so uh, I don't know if you're aware, it looks like it's going to be Andy Dalton uh, on the other side of the line of scrimmage for you this weekend that uh, the rookie uh Bryce Young, it does not look like he's gonna be able to to go. Um, Bobby, what what are your two cents on on that? Having a more veteran hand at the at the offense than than a kid making his first career start in front of the twelves, which is, as you know, not easy to do. What are your two cents on that, Bobby?
2: Well, I, I think kind of like to the point of Jesus May, you have a guy that's a little bit more seasoned, um I'm pre- Pretty sure he's been in several um, hostile environments or, um, you know, has a good grasp of the offense. And so he's going to know exactly where to throw the ball, know how to get the the ball into the guy's hands, um, his playmaker's hands. He's going to know how to make the plays to help his team win. Um, and so that is definitely something that we have to, you know, I've, I've played him a couple of times. He does a really good job of, um, you know, controlling the game and we have to make sure that doesn't happen.
1: Have a good Sunday and beyond, Bobby. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Always Thank you. a pleasure. Right back at you. Everybody check out his new comic book, Fast 54. It is in support of making sure that stroke patients have the equipment that they need for rehabilitation. And you should donate to the fund that is in support or in memory of his mom. VMFH.org slash Seahawks for Bobby Wagner's voiced version of the comic book. Fast 54. Love that guy. Next up for Bobby Wagner, um, after this weekend, are the Giants on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about the G-Men. I'm going to ask you a New York sports talk radio question when we come back.
0: Yes, give it to me. Okay, (laughs) long-time listener. Rich from Staten Island is going to call in (laughs) when we come
1: back right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Mike McCarthy still to come, and what's more likely as well. from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code IZEN when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E I S E N. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code IZEN. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Do you see Andrew Luck made an appearance on uh, the uh, Amazon Prime you, you know, I, video post game? I, I show? watched
0: uh, the first part of the pregame, and then they went to break. I was like, all right, this game stunk. I'm going to turn it off. So that's, I, it? So oh, that's it. I missed it. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I missed it.
1: Yeah, he showed up uh, in, in, in Civil War garb, which I think is great. I got to find out from Muir and pretty Spoon funny. if it was their idea to do that or he, it was his idea to show up as Captain Andrew Luck, which is a Twitter handle. Mother. Yeah. (laughs) Dearest mother. The newest Twitter (laughs) handle that needs to be uh, made is uh, of the people who always walk in the three foot by three foot square radius to put themselves on the Broku channel. What is behind us here? Do we know?
0: Uh, well, there's a lot more people here now. No, yeah. I understand. No, that's fine.
1: But people walking through the thoroughfare. But is there a door behind us? Well, yeah. is there like so, a- so
0: this little, see this little box right here behind you? Yeah. That is like a storage room. Oh, for, really? For behind the, for behind the, the Rich Eisen yes, Show? For all the cleaning equipment uh, for outside. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they do kind of <laughs>
3: go in and out right there. It wasn't thought of when they made the studio. (laughs) They could have put the door on the other
1: side. This used to be a storage room.
3: Well, cafeteria. No, cafeteria. This was a restaurant, and yeah, then and
1: right. then it became a storage room after the cafeteria. Well,
3: they moved. Well, basically, you know, they opened up right the here. restaurant on the across the thoroughfare, right. and then both of them were running at the same time. Like I would come here and get baked. Oh, the, is that right? You had no, and and uh, I get lunch over there.
1: And you had no idea that one day I'd be
3: spending all my like I would sit basically where Brockman's desk is. Yeah, that's where I sat a lot in the restaurant, and always looking out the windows to his right.
1: Were you so, were you complaining when you were sitting there that 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 no one could see your shoes as well?
3: Uh, no, There, or well, it, is that
1: just now in your position?
3: Well, it's a different thing. I don't have callers calling in talking about my shoes. So, you know. What I, shoes I did, do you have on today? What do you got on I today? I didn't have that. Quick, we got 10 seconds what before the radio issue turns. we got? Jordan 5s, you know, the black cement. Okay. Or there we go. Black it's the Festivus Miracle. I can. have one, one golf on today for me.
1: Well done. Good job, guys. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Grainger, with Granger. supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, Will in New Orleans, let's take this call. What's up, Will? How are you?
3: Hey, Rich. How y'all doing this Friday? What's going on? What's up, what up? That, Will? Nothing much. Got a quick uh, what's-more-likely question for you all. Oh.
1: In advance of next go. hour, Chris, let's, go. let's see if he, if he cannibalizes one of your
0: ideas. Go for A little it. A little appetizer.
3: Maybe, maybe. I think I might be on the same train as, uh, as you, Brockman, with this one. But last night, pretty fun quarterback battle between Mr. Irrelevant and Mr. Overpaid. Chris, <laughs> what's more likely, Daniel Jones plays up to his salary or Brock Purdy becomes the highest paid player in the league? <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> this is an easy one, Will. <laughs> Daniel Jones.
1: Know that Brock Purdy becomes the highest-paid player in the league. No chance, Will. Thank you for <laughs> calling in. This is a great idea. Do you want Will's number so you can pick his brain? Because that's a good one. It's pretty good. That's a good one. That's that, good That literally is like like the Matrix. Like he plugged into the back of great. your head for that. What's more likely?
0: Uh, <laughs> was Tom Brady ever the highest-paid player in the league? No. So neither will Brock Purdy. Okay.
1: Because guess what? If Brock Purdy, thanks for the call, Will. If Brock Purdy is on a Super Bowl winning team, as I have prognosticated, not that I'm right, like, ever in these picks, but yes, okay, that if he does that and then his time is up the following year and he comes close to doing that again, do you know what Brock Purdy's going to do?
0: Make $60 million a year?
1: It will be his time,
0: (laughs) and you get upset about that. Why do we keep having this conversation? Daniel Jones, through the first three weeks, has proved my point over and over and over again. Yeah, but you can't... Look, and this is the (laughs) issue, is
1: that he does not have... He didn't have Saquon last night. It was a short week. You can't come on against that defense. It wouldn't have mattered if that's, he had. That's, that's
0: the proverbial. to untu- Jim Brown.
1: That's last the night. untouchable line of a of a knife to a gunfight. And and right. by the way, you even pointed this out in our pregame, uh, TJ, talking before the the show. The uh, it was seventeen twelve, and then the Giants held the Niners despite the Sean Hockley like Sean Hockley I think was trying to pitch a show to the uh, uh Prime Video <laughs> manager last night here's a let's pitch a show of how many times I can talk to the audience right. through my uh through my battery pack how many times you heard it? it's third down by the way and I I don't I mean, he's he's just being over officious which is exactly by the if I'm not mistaken if you translate the word hockey into English, it's called, called over-officious. Over <laughs> I don't know what language it is. I'm fluent in hockey, as you it's know. Portuguese. So, uh, honestly, <laughs> they, this
0: was a game. It was. This it was, was kind of- a game. It's just, again. At any point, did you think the Giants were going to win last night? No. It was not a game then. I didn't think so either.
3: There was a part in the third with seventeen twelve. 17 Poor Jerry Ferrara.
0: He tweeted out during the day,
1: like, this is going to come down to a last drive. And I just tweeted back, and I'm like, at the end of the first quarter? That was I funny. felt terrible that I hopped on I gonna, our buddy Ferrara. You did, you I was a diehard Giants on. fan. I pot on. Piled I should on. be better than that, but I wasn't. <laughs> Look, maybe no, no I'm, 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 I'm with you that, you know, Daniel Jones has things to prove last week's second half shows he can do it but as i said the giants have had problems punching up they, there is a difference between an elite team in the nfc and what the giants are doing which is winning more than not and maybe winning a playoff game but going past that they don't have the roster i don't believe they know it certainly would saquon's out And that's the question. Remember Breer yesterday? Remember that time Albert Breer came on yesterday? (laughs) And he talked about Jonathan Taylor's trade market and saying how if the – he was the one who brought this up. If the Giants keep losing, maybe Saquon will be available. I thought that one kind of stopped me in my tracks. And you look at the Giants' next games. I do believe Al Michaels was talking last night on the broadcast, or it was Kaylee Hartung who had mentioned potentially that uh, Saquon's high ankle sprain, as it is now believed to be, can um, heal in time for the next game, which is next Monday night. They've got a, a week and a half plus one. Monday night against the Seahawks. And then at Miami, at Buffalo, is it possible they only win one of their first six? They could beat Seattle, sure, but a Monday night. I mean, you go west to east and then you get an extra day in a game and that's that's you want you want a west coast team and you're building on the east coast at 1 Eastern, not 8 Eastern on a Monday night. So, home for Washington. They they might that's not an easy one. And then you got the Jets week 8. Which leads me to my New York Sports Talk radio question. Would you rather, at this juncture, be the Jets or the Giants? Because you uh, well know the state of the New York Jets.
0: Can we see the Jets schedule?
1: Let's do it. Hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> Where
0: are you? Not against
1: <laughs> New England. Home for Kansas City on a Sunday night at Denver home for the Eagles bye week, and there's the Giants game.
0: You're both going to be one and five when you play each other.
1: Would you rather – excuse me. So Mm -hmm. I got – would you – what would you – who would you rather be? Giants. Really? they a better quarterback. Okay. I think the Jets' playmakers are much better than the Giants. They
0: can't get the ball if the quarterback stinks.
1: TJ Jefferson, your answer. Who would you rather be? Oh, the Cowboys. The Jets (laughs) (laughs) – Or the Giants. Uh, which hand would you rather be on. playing right now? I'm going to throw this out there on well, Twitter.
3: You know, here's the weird thing. Like, the only way yesterday's game could have been worse for the Giants is if, I don't know, they lost 40 to nothing. Oh, um, stop, stop so, making it about the Cowboys and uh, stop trying to them.
1: entertain like you did on, <laughs> on The Price is Right and
3: actually play the game that I, you're I, supposed I, to play. I believe the Jets do have better skill players. than. Thank you. So you'd rather, which hand would you rather
1: be playing right now, the Jets or the Giants? I would say the Jets. That's the correct answer. Yeah.
3: They're better.
1: They're better. They're also only one and one. They're not one and two right now. You'd rather be the Giants. You'd rather play the Giants hands than the better Jets better Quarterback. You're the king. It's a
3: quarterback wow. league. This is you're. Well, they got better everything else except. So you're saying quarterback. Quarterback. the Hold difference on. is
1: the overpaid quarterback, the guy that you think stinks for forty million a year. Who are the two worst quarterbacks in the league? Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Worse than the rookie quarterbacks who can't get out of out of their own way. Winning a game right now.
0: Those guys are injured. Okay. Anthony Richardson is better okay. than both those guys.
1: I don't know. I would play. I would truly play the Jets hand right now. That's how concerned about the Giants I am, and I, and this has nothing to do with my personal biases. I've got to do with looking at the roster, looking at what you have. You know. It's the same Jets Giants team that won a playoff game last year. I get it, but no Barkley for the next couple weeks either. Look out. Look out. Okay.
0: Interesting Why are you answer? making me defend Daniel Jones? <laughs> because it's fun now.
1: Now now I'm gonna really lay into it. <laughs> I, now I I'm to really gonna, lay like into Daniel it. Daniel so, Jones
3: isn't even isn't even a twenty million dollar quarterback at this point. Chris, I have to agree with you though. I wasn't sure where I felt about the, the next person up quarterback wise getting paid. I think it's very obvious. You can't you have to make some type of decision that like the next guy you don't have m- to do it might not deserve. That much money, and you could well, he would have walked money elsewhere, he would have walked the, and went where,
1: I don't, somewhere. No, one's gonna, no one was going to give
3: him 120, 160. No one was going to give him that.
1: He would have hopped somewhere,
3: or he would have stayed, you don't taken think, less money. And they got hold got on a second, real players. quick, real quick.
1: You don't think Arthur Smith and the Falcons would have immediately changed what their plan was for Daniel. G-
3: Daniel Jones, the for,
1: guy who, who who did what he did with Ryan Tannehill, you could
0: have just given that to
1: Lamar. Or or given it or given him 30 and change and gotten him really cheap because he would have had no his market would have been slightly depressed. A, Wouldn't have been 40. Yeah. Arthur Look, Smith, if they had Daniel Jones right now. <laughs> they'd probably be the same. No, sir. <laughs> Can't be any you better guys than Guys keep carping on Daniel Jones. That's but it's the what's around Daniel Jones is what concerns me about the Giants, and what's around well, why, why Zach they, Wilson is what ge- <sighs> buoys me to say the Jets maybe can play this hand a little maybe bit we can better. talk
0: about this more, but why didn't they take any shots down the field with Hyatt last night? What were they doing?
1: None. Staring at, not blocking Nick Bosa.
0: Yes. Yeah, I guess Mike so McCarthy
1: coming up. That's a problem.